This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This podcast on 97.3 The Fan is brought to you by Hamul Casino, San Diego's closest casino. Real close, real friendly, real fun. Snap to Hertz. Washington Bridge 3. He steps up, throws underneath. Caught by Watkins, thrown to Smith. He's trying to throw it backwards. He's hit by Cam Curl. That is picked up by Casey Tuhill in the end zone. It's a defensive touchdown to end the game. An exclamation point to end an undefeated season of the Eagles. And that's how we begin on this uh, Tuesday afternoon. Welcome in, everybody, to Gwen and Chris. 201 is the time. Chris Ello and Matt Scraby together in our Odyssey Palace studios. Tony Gwynn Jr. continues to enjoy his vacation Casey Tuhill certainly enjoyed that gift last night, recovering a fumble uh, right there at the goal line, taking it in for the touchdown. Uh, Casey Tuhill, a Cathedral Catholic young man from San Diego, got on the scoreboard there to end the Philadelphia Eagles run at a perfect season. And, of course, Scraby, you know what that means? The Dolphins yes, drink the champagne. They celebrate again. The 1972 Dolphins. I now saw Zonka gone. doing it this morning. Zonka was having a hit this morning. Yeah. Uh, who's going to tell him no? I, <laughs> I think he's fine. He can yeah. do whatever he wants. He can do pretty much whatever he wants. He's a big fella, a uh, big, strong guy. Uh, 50 years. 50 years now since uh, the Dolphins had their undefeated season, a half a century, and nobody's been able to match it as the Eagles go down last night 32. To 21, of course, you know, the first thing I thought of on that touchdown play. What Some was sort the, of sports gambling thing? Yes, what was the over-under spread on that game? And it uh, turns out that uh, they'd already gone over the total oh, before okay. that play. But imagine had that play put the total over and decided that bet for all the uh, all the silly gamblers out there who stake their lives on these uh, Monday night football games. You can't ever tell what's going to happen in the National Football League, and uh, I'll tell you one thing, the survivor pools, you know those? Yes, I do. I bet you a lot of them uh, went up in smoke last night, uh, probably picking the Eagles. Had you ha- If you hadn't picked the Eagles already this season, this was probably the week to pick them, and uh, I imagine a lot of people went out in their survivor pools. I do know that my barber, Sam... Sam the barber. Sam the guy out at Mr. Cut... <laughs> In Rancho San Diego. I love their name of their place, Mr. Cut. Chris Ello goes there. Bob Scanlon goes there. Bob Scanlon goes there. That's all you need to know about how good of a job Sam does on your hair. Because Bob Scanlon has the perfect hairdo every single day of his life. Uh, Sam texted me today. He won his survivor pool on that game 
night. Who's choosing the command or the yeah the commanders? Well, what he what uh, Sam now? Or they choosing the Eagles? They're choosing yes, the Eagles. He, yes. Well, here's how Sam Sam won his survivor pool last year. He won it last year with like tens of thousands of dollars on the line. So they did it again this year. Only this year they picked a reverse survivors pool where you have to pick a team each week that you know is going to lose. Huh. Right, it's the exact same thing as the other survivor pool. Sounds like it's right each up your week, alley. You pick somebody's going to lose. And evidently last night Sam and the remaining contestants all the remaining contestants all picked Washington to lose this week. Sam did not. He, wow. And so Sam picked somebody else to lose. He stayed alive. Everyone else was eliminated. And as a result, as a result. Free haircuts for life. Free haircuts for everybody out at Sam's Mr. Cut in Rancho San Diego. Is that true? It's not true. Okay, don't go out there asking for a free haircut. But here's what, no, here's what I want everybody to do. If you are in the Rancho San Diego area, you know of Mr. Cut. It's a pretty, it's a pretty hip haircut place out there. Is it? Yes, it is. It's, uh, it's, it's jam packed every single time I go in there. If you are on your way out there to get your haircut today, stop in, see Sam, tell him I told you that you get a free haircut because he won his survivor pool. (laughs) I think it'd be hilarious today if like five or six people came in to see Sam so. and said, "Hey, Chris on the radio said that I get a free haircut." I don't think it, you don't think it'll be good. No, I no. think it'll be great because Sam I, Sam loves the fact that I mention him on this show sometimes. But does he love the fact that you're giving out free haircuts without asking? Well, him? I don't know that he'll love that, but it goes with the territory. If you're going to get your name mentioned on the program, you might have to give away a couple of free haircuts. Sam won. Get this. Allegedly won. Allegedly won 20K on that game last night with Philadelphia being a loser and the Washington Commanders winning. He wins his survivor pool. How about winning his survivor pool two years in a row? That's pretty good. That's pretty impressive. That's not bad. I must say, Sam That's like a sports better's dream right there. Yeah, to win one survivor's pool would be remarkable when they got like 100 people in this thing. And he's won it two years in a row. So wow. go tell Sam, if you're on your way to Mr. Please Cut today, <laughs> that Chris said everybody's getting free haircuts from Sam today out of Mr. Cut. <laughs> Sam, when you listen to this segment, <laughs> wondering why people are asking for free haircuts. Wait a minute. He's I, texting me right now. I did not give, give uh You did not the give authority. the go-ahead for yes, that? Yes, but Chris, you can, you can handle it. I want to talk about a couple of things from that game last night. We're going to get into some Padre news. There is some... Uh, big Padres news. Big Padre news coming down this afternoon. There is uh, a coach that you all love to hate <laughs> who is part of the Padres staff who will not be a part of the staff moving forward. We're going to tell you about that in about 10 minutes. So stick around for that Padre news. But I wanted to talk about a play in the Eagles Commanders game last night. I'm pretty sure you remember this play. It was a pass in the fourth quarter to Dallas Goddard. He caught the ball. He started to run upfield. He was twisted down on a tackle, yep. fumbled, and the ball was picked up by Washington. They, uh, the linebacker who picked up the fumble ran it into the end zone. Uh, didn't really matter as uh, Jameen Davis ran it into the end zone. So they looked at it on replay to see, was this really a fumble? Was he down by contact? Was Davis, you know, actually really able to pick up the ball and run it in this? So they looked I at think it all on replay. I know where you're going with this. 
What we discovered upon replay review was that on the tackle, Davis grabbed a huge piece of Dallas Goddard's face mask yes. on the tackle. Yes. And used his face mask to bring him down to the ground. Yes, huge missed call. Not a good weekend for referees in the NFL. So they missed the call originally. But on review, everybody watching could obviously see that this was a face mask penalty. Only review is not allowed to overturn that. They were able to overturn the apparent Washington touchdown. They did give them possession and a fumble recovery, but Davis was deemed down by contact, so he was not able to get up and run for the touchdown. Here's my question, Scraby. I think you know what it's going to be. I do. I thought about the same one. Can't you overturn a missed face mask penalty that is obvious to every single person on the planet? Because that would change. That's what I thought. That's what I thought. You don't have an answer, do you? That would change so many things about the game. So many things about the game. Here's the thing, though. I you know my my feeling on replay review. I like it to a point, but I understand that one thing is true about this world, and it should also be true about football. Nobody or nothing is perfect. People make mistakes. Referees make mistakes. Quarterbacks make mistakes. Coaches make mistakes. Fans make mistakes. Sometimes you have to overcome a mistake in order to win a game. But the idea that everybody seems to really be pushing forth out there in the world of sports is with replay review, we want absolutely everything to be correct. So you can't have it both ways. Either get everything 100% correct or don't have replay in the first place. I, I You can't go back makes, on that, though, because then the ruling not? on the put field it, is the a fumble. In. And the ruling on the field is a fumble, and that's what they were looking at. They were looking at the result play. Things are going to get missed. There's holding. I've heard how many commentators say there's holding on every single play in the NFL. Yes, and so and so you, they're going to go back and call every holding penalty now. Well, that's what I'm asking you. I, I mean, don't where think do they you can want, do that. Where do you want replay to stop? Where do you want the actual correctness of it all to stop? I mean, you know, there's a lot of people who think they ought to be able to review. Pass interference. Well, they I mean, tried these, that. Are, these are these are plays. That. These are plays that are you know giving teams forty, fifty yards sometimes on erroneous pass interference calls. That would seem to change the game quite a bit. Why can't you review that? Because they've already tried it and it didn't work. Here's the thing: in the NBA, they now have replay review, right? They do, yes. And, and I enjoy the little ref cam that they and have. And oftentimes. You'll get in this, you'll get a situation where there'll be a rebound and the rebounding defensive player will go up to grab the rebound. The offensive player who's behind the rebounder will bump into him and cause the ball to go out of bounds. The officials will a lot of times just give it to the defensive team even though they touched it last rather than calling a foul. Because it's the same result. Okay. If you call a foul, the defensive team would get the ball. If you point in their direction, they still get the ball, and you save the guy a foul. However, if that play is reviewed and challenged, they have to give the ball to the offensive team, even though the offensive team committed a foul. 
Are you following along? With I me? am, but that's that's a, it's a different sport. It's a different sport, it's but a different it's the dynamic. same idea. I get it's it. The same I get idea. what you're saying. The only reason that the referee gave the ball to the defensive team is because he didn't want to call a foul, or he or she yes. didn't want to call a foul. But by reviewing it, you take that away, and then you give the ball to the basically give the ball to the wrong team. Last night, by reviewing. Dallas Goddard getting face masked, you showed the whole world how imperfect your replay system truly is. Either get all the calls right or don't replay everything. One or the other. I don't know. I don't know. I think it's a slippery slope. It's well, a very I slippery don't. slope. I don't. This is an obvious play. This wasn't a question as to whether or not Dallas Goddard got face masked. I do want to he hear won, what the referee has to say when he sees that he for the first time. 100% got face masked, and everybody knows it. Look, I have no stake in the game. I didn't have a bet on the game. I don't have Dallas Goddard on my fantasy team. I'm just trying to figure out... How important is replay review to all of you? Because all of you out there seem to want a perfect world where every single play is reviewed. In baseball, when a Padre player slides into second base on a stolen base and they challenge the call, a lot of times they show that he's safe. But then if the fielder keeps his tag on the body, once in a while, the foot comes off the bag for a half a second. Guess what? He's then ruled out. That would never happen without replay review. But with the replay review, a stolen base gets taken away. And most of you would say, that's good. That's how it should be. They got the call right. Well, yeah, Do you want to get I, the call I'm watching, right, or I'm watching, do you want to go with the system that only allows you to review certain things? I don't get it. I, I think that um, I'm watching the play for maybe the 500th time, and if you were going to call a face mask on that, you're bailing out the player for fumbling. Yes, you, you yeah, are, that's stupid. but you could say that he fumbled because no. he got face masked. No, you can't ever prove that. You can't prove anything other than the fact that that was a face mask penalty. I, oh, There's I don't no know. question I don't know. that that was a face mask penalty. Yeah, and, Look, and they missed it. You know, how many, you know how many times that there's probably a call this year, a face mask call that the Eagles committed that referees I, missed? I am good with officials missing calls. I'm okay with it. Just like the play in the Buffalo game the other day. Gabriel Davis did not catch that pass on the sidelines, but they ruled it a catch. Replay didn't buzz down, and the game continued. In my mind, Vikings have to overcome that and find a way to overcome a bad call. It's okay. It's part of the world. Things aren't perfect. But in most people's minds, they're upset with the NFL for missing that call and giving Buffalo the completion when they shouldn't have had one. Well, it's a conspiracy. We all know that. It's not a conspiracy. The whole idea is to get the calls right. I don't personally need every call to be right, but most people seem to need every call to be 100% right. And if that's what you want, then they should have called the face mask penalty on that Dallas Goddard play. Yeah, that's the bottom line. Not into it because you could call it on every single play. And now, well, we're, then, now we're then stopping down the game to look at a then look don't, at a penalty that was called. Then don't stop the game at all to begin with. Just live and die with the referee's calls. I mean, you're telling I me I can stop the sport. game. You can. You're telling me I can stop the game a lot of time, but you don't want to stop the game all the time. You only want to stop the game a certain amount of time. No, there needs to be there needs to be guidelines in place because then re- then coaches are just going to challenge the most ridiculous things in the well, world. Well, don't and give then them s- challenges then. 
did, give the replay, give the booth all of the control of challenges. I'm not ready to and give. And on a close play. I'm not ready to give Dallas Goddard the ball back. on a, cl- on a close back. play, they buzz down, they he check it. He was bad. It, he fumbled. And then they challenge the play and they he check it out praying. on replay. He was praying that they were going to call a face mask, even well, though that's not possible. They should have called a face mask. Under, oh, well. the, under the current circumstances of we need to get everything 100% right, that should have been called a face mask. Anyway, it didn't have that much to do with the game. I think Washington kicked a field goal there. They were ahead at the time. Anyway, they go on to win the game 32-21. to Brian Robinson had a great game, 86 yards and a touchdown to lead the Commanders, and the Eagles are now 8-1. and one. We are underway for a Tuesday. Coming up on the program today, Dylan Hernandez of the Los Angeles Times to talk about the Dodgers offseason, also to talk about the Lakers off season, which is just off. We'll discuss that with Dylan Hernandez. Always fun interview. He's coming up in about 25 minutes. But when we come back to the program, news from the Padres. They have lost one of their coaches, and you'll probably be happy to hear about it. We'll let you know when that's all about. When I'm not sure. I'm, I'm curious to see what people think about it. Uh, we'll find out. Yeah. We'll let them know the news when we come back on Gwen and Chris. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. San Diego Padres finished with 705 runs scored last season. They were eighth best in the National League, right in the middle of the league. Padres finished with 153 home runs. They were 12th. In a 15-team league. Padres finished with a 241 team batting average. Once again, eighth in the league. And the Padres finished with an OPS of exactly 700, which is ninth in the league. So it's fair to say that the Padres' offense was in the second half of the National League last year, despite the wonderful season they wound up having. Welcome back to Gwen and Chris. 223 is the time. Because the Padres' offense was so hit and miss last year, 
Many of you blamed it all on the failings of hitting coach Michael Burdar. Guess what? You're not going to have Michael Burdar to kick around anymore. Just the next hitting coach. That's right. Just whoever the next hitting coach is, you can kick them around. Burdar is the new hitting coach for the Detroit Tigers. After spending, yeah, he's left the Padres for that cushy position of hitting coach with one of the worst franchises in baseball, the Detroit Tigers. Apparently, he's closer to home. The Padres had no problem letting him interview with Detroit, and Berdar apparently has ties to their general manager, Scott Harris. This doesn't happen often where a coach makes a lateral move. I mean, a lot of the times, a a team will not allow that to happen. Is this truly a lateral move? Hitting coach to hitting coach? Hitting coach from the Padres? Hitting coach to the Tigers? A, Seems I, like a I, slight I, yeah, yeah. decline. Because you, you went from me. hitting coach of an NLCS team to the hitting coach of a team that didn't make the playoffs. A team that never makes the playoffs. Yeah, I, this is a very strange move, and it's very. It's also very strange that. Well, I don't find it to be totally strange if the guy's from the Detroit area. Oh he no, that's not what I'm talking about. There, maybe his wife, his kids want to go back towards Detroit. Saw an opportunity, wanted to interview to see if it was possible. Turned out it was, and and that's fine. If so, that's what he wanted to do, that's what he wanted to do. Uh, the the more the the pressing question in my head is, why do the Padres cycle through hitting coaches? Every single year. I think this is their seventh hitting coach that they're about to hire since 2015. Yes, it will be their seventh hitting coach under A.J. Preller's leadership when the Padres announce a new hitting coach. But what I want to know is, are you happy about this move? Are you concerned about this move? Could you care less about this move? Padres now have a new hitting coach. Michael Berdar is now with the Detroit Tigers. I. It it seems to me that if you're the Padres – And your hitting coach comes in and says, you know, I'm from the Detroit area. They have an opening. I'd like to interview. I think you're kind of hardcore if you sell, if you tell the guy no. Yeah, you are. I think it's a little hardcore to tell the guy no. You, you pretty much have to. So I don't want it to seem like the Padres were happy to let him go. But at the same time, it doesn't seem like the Padres were all that interested one way or another as to what happened with Michael Burdar. That is true. That is true. So, you know, take it how you want to take it, but the Padres will have a new hitting coach for the seventh time in the last eight years. Doesn't that next doesn't season. that worry you at all? It doesn't. It, that, I don't know why, first it, but of all, it sticks out coaches, to me as a lot of hitting coaches. It does sound like a lot, but first of all, hitting coaches do move around quite often. Secondly, hitting coaches for the Padres, it is not. It's like being pitching coach for the Rockies. I mean, you're you're up against it to begin. You're you're already, you know, working uh, against a stacked deck. Petco Park, especially early in the season in San Diego with the Marine Lair, we've discussed this many times. Petco Park is not an easy place to hit. So you go there as a hitting coach. I mean, I said it many times during the course of the season. Berdar, the previous season, was the hitting coach for the San Francisco Giants, when they won 107 games. Seemed like he knew what he was doing then. Seemed like everything the Giants did turned to gold under Michael Berdar. But not everything the Padres did turned to gold under Michael Berdar. I mean, their offense was 
incredibly wildly inconsistent middling, last year. Middling. It went it went long stretches, huh? Twenty innings without a run, twenty five innings without a run. Right? So, well, yeah, I remember talking about a few times this year where the sky was falling, and and, and it was hard baseball every time to watch. The, so I'm not I'm not lying about every that. Every time the sky was falling, it was because the hitting was suffering. It and was. And that was blamed by many of you out there on Michael Berdar. But you're right, Scraby, when you talk about the fact that it doesn't matter who the hitting coach is going to be next year, they're going to get blamed every time the Padres go into a slump. I mean, it is kind of in your title that you should, if if there's someone to be blamed, it's got to be the guy who is in charge of hitting. But ultimately, the players are the ones who who hit, and we we say this all the time. It just, um, I don't know, I don't know. Maybe maybe hitting coaches just aren't that important. Well, in the scheme of things, I don't tell that to Ryan Flaherty. Uh, no, I'm not saying no. Because no, no, Ryan no. Flaherty is likely going to be the new. Okay, coach. well, Ryan Flaherty is a part of the staff. I trust what they're doing. I'm not like I'm not like thinking that the Padres are making mistakes or anything. I trust them to figure it out because that's what they do, and they haven't led me astray in the last couple of years. So why not? Well, there are two reports, including one from the San Diego Union Tribune, that says that uh, Ryan Flaherty will indeed. Be the new hitting coach. So there's not going to be an opening for long. Flaherty moves over where he was one of the bench coaches and will now be the Padres' seventh hitting coach in nine seasons. I had said eight, actually nine seasons. So there you have it. Apparently the Padres had talked about having more than one hitting coach even when Berdar was the guy. Ah. They had talked about having Flaherty work in that role and – so he's going to be in that role now, and we'll see what happens. Hey, I like what he did when he took over and managed for the team when uh, Ryan Christensen and Bob Melvin were out. So. Seemed to do a nice little yeah. job. He for seems a like of he days. has the respect of the players. Seems like he knows what he's doing. Well, look, I mean, uh, your hitting coach can only do so much, but I, I, I think it is, you know, somewhat interesting that the Padres have had so many different guys, and most of the guys that they've had. All of you out there blame for all of their problems. And it's kind of enough enough with that. I mean, to me, you're right. A hitting coach is just that. A hitting coach, let him come in, do his thing. It's up to the players to get the job done. Petco Park is a tougher place to hit, especially early in the season. But I guarantee you if the Padres get off to a slow start offensively, it'll all be... Oh my God! Where's Michael Bergar? <laughs> I don't, I don't know about that. Maybe uh, you're probably right. Yeah. You're probably right. Well, one guy that he won't have to work with or get to work with next year is Anthony Rizzo. Rizzo, Rizzo, rather, has re-signed with the uh, Yankees, multi-year deal. So that was one of the free agents that come off the board today. I think this was Rizzo a- gets a fifty-one million dollar deal. He'll make thirty-four million over the next two seasons and then has a club option for 2025. I, I was going to say, because I saw on TV that he is making two years $34 million. That's not as much as I would have thought he would have commanded. Well, he's getting $40 million guaranteed that's money. That's a lot. That's where guaranteed it's a lot. Guaranteed money. Yeah, if that's Rizzo never lot. suits up again, he's getting $40 million. He had 32 home runs for the fourth time in his career. He's never hit more than that, interesting. Four times he's hit exactly... 32 home runs. He only had 75 RBIs last year. Hit 224. But in this day and age, 224 <laughs> gets you $40 million. That is that is insane. That's really crazy, is it not? I mean, I, 224. 
It's really low. I mean, I know that all of us think that Rizzo is really an all-star type player, but 224, come on. Got to do a little better than that to get 40 million bucks. But Yankees re-sign him. One other move that was made today or signing, the Angels have taken left-handed pitcher Tyler Anderson away from the Dodgers. He has agreed to a deal with the Halos across town, as it were. Anderson was given a... uh, $19 million one-year qualifying offer by the Dodgers, but instead he opted for a multi-year agreement. He should, with all due respect. 32-year-old Anderson had easily the best season of his career last year, going 15-5 and with a 2.57 ERA. I believe he was the starting pitcher in uh, Game 4 of the – Divisional series, the game that the Padres rallied for five runs off the pie, the uh, Dodger bullpen. Well, oh, yeah, he did have win. a good night, too. Pitched very well in that game. But, he made himself uh, a little bit of money right there. Made himself a little bit more money. So I'm uh, realizing a lot more and more as I do this job and, and learn about the business of sports that players sometimes, it's not all about the money. It's about the number of years you have well, on the deal. You want a little uh, security yeah, for yeah. sure. And if you're Tyler Anderson, uh, the chances of you – Having another fifteen and five, two point five seven ERA season next year, pretty low. Probably not that good. So go ahead and take the multi-year deal, and that's what he's going to do. All right, we'll talk about that with Dylan Hernandez from the LA Times. Dodgers off-season concerns, Lakers in-season woes. It's all coming up as Gwen and Chris returns on ninety-seven three. The fan. Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. T-Mobile.com. Right, welcome back. 239 is the time. Chris Ello, Matt Scraby together in our Odyssey Palace studios. Another edition of Gwyn and Chris is underway. Tony Gwynn Jr., on vacation, we welcome you back to the uh, program. We're going to be heading out to the premier Chevrolet of Carlsbad fan hotline right now. Going to be joined by our uh, good friend Dylan Hernandez of the uh, Los Angeles Times. Always one of our favorite guests on the program. Dylan, how are you doing today? I am doing okay, actually. I got back from a parent-teacher conference, and uh, my kid is not. A troublemaker, I guess. So that's what we're <laughs> good. Good. Is that what? Did they call you in specifically to discuss whether or not your no, your kid was a maker? Or was this just a scheduled event? No, no. Event? It's a, yeah, it's a scheduled event. You know, it's just that last year he was sitting next to his best friend, and they were evidently causing a rocket buck in the back of the classroom. So, <laughs> uh, this year, it sounds like he's like a good kid and everything. So he's on the straight and narrow. That. That's good to there hear. There we go. Yeah. Well, Dylan, the uh, the Padres finally got the best of the Dodgers, if only for a week. But uh, what has that done to the Dodgers, the organization, the fans up in L.A.? 
How has everybody responded over the last month and a half since it all went down here? Yeah, I think the fans have taken it really hard. You know, I think the organization, um, you know, they kind of, well, this is kind of the way they've always done things. And, you know, they like to talk about variance in the playoffs and stuff like that and the role luck plays. And, you know, so from their perspective, it's like, hey, we had a great season. What are you guys kind of complaining about? And, you know, I think, uh, you know, Andrew Friedman, I think about a week after, you know, they, they got knocked out, had a news conference and, I don't think that played great up here, you know, because his thing was basically like, hey, look, we did a great job, whatever. It just didn't go our way, you know, and that's not what people up here want to hear, you know, and fair or not, right, and this is a different sport, and I do think comparing them, you know, to a basketball team, you know, is unfair, especially a basketball team that had, you know, Kobe Bryant and Shaquille O'Neal, but, you know, that's where kind of it's the, you know, that's kind of the basis of L.A. sports culture right now are those Lakers games and, you know, winning every year, uh, you know, kind of is an expectation, right? And here, uh, you almost have the opposite of that, where the team hasn't won at all, right? Except, you know, the one championship in a COVID season. And I think, you know, um, you know, at the time when they won that COVID championship, I think it was kind of viewed as like, hey, look, everybody's playing under the same rules, whatever. This is a, that, that's a real world series. But, you know, as time's gone on and they've been, you know, they've failed to kind of repeat that in a, you know, under regular circumstances. I think there are some questions now, you know, well, was that a real championship? Now, I think what's happened since has actually kind of taken away from that championship. And, you know, because a lot of it, too, was how they lost, right? They lost because, you know, um, they're kind of doing these different things that kind of break from the traditional norms of what people think of Dodger baseball, you know, which is really, you know, based around great starting pitching, right? And now, you know, the starter goes five innings and you're going to ask, you know, a parade of relievers to come in and, and the fact that that strategy specifically backfired in that series, I think, has, uh, you know, put a microscope a bit or maybe, you know, uh, heat, heated up kind of the environment a little bit, you know, for, uh, you know, Andrew Friedman in the front office. Dylan Hernandez on the Premier Chevrolet of Carlsbad Fan Hotline right now, joining us here on 97.3 The Fan. Uh, I wanted to ask you about Trey Turner because I know that he has been vocal that he does not like the West Coast. And and he actually had a really, really terrible series for the Dodgers against the Padres in the NLDS. So maybe he's leaving on kind of a sour note. But was there any sort of sense that Trey Turner was not happy playing with the Dodgers this year? Or am I just making that up? Uh, I don't know if he was necessarily unhappy. Uh, you know, from what I understand, you know, there's also some like family considerations and stuff. And just kind of sounds like, you know, as a family, they would kind of prefer to be back east. I'm not really sure, you know, how dead set in stone that is necessarily. Uh, you know, guys run cold. Now, with, with Turner, there is kind of this issue that this is, this, there's a history of this now, right? This wasn't just isolated, uh, you know, to this series. If you look back at his entire career, uh, he generally has not hit in October. So that is kind of a problem, especially for a team that expects to be there in October every year. Uh, you know, so this could actually wind up being, you know, one of these clean breaks in a way that, you know, sure, you know, in a vacuum, would you want the guy back? Of course. Right. But now, you know, at the same time, um, you know, one thing that was very striking about Andrew Friedman's, you know, again, his, his, uh, you know, postseason news conference was, you know, he, how much he kind of talked up the young talent in the organization, right. The guys that were in the minor leagues and, you know, he never flat out said like, Hey, we're going to, you know, reset our luxury tax thing. Uh, this this winter but that was kind of the feeling that I came out of that with right because whenever you're kind of talking about you know hey we're going to address this you know we have all this talent in house we need to give these guys a chance uh, that doesn't really sound like hey we're going to go out and spend a ton of money in free agency right and you know this could be one of those years and they had one of these years of you know 
three, four years ago, where, again, they, they made sure to get under the luxury tax threshold. So, you know, in two, three years down the line, uh, you know, they could sign Freddie Freeman without getting maybe taxed uh, as much as a, you know, multiple, multiple uh, time luxury tax offender. So it is possible, Dylan, that the, the Dodgers would lose Trey Turner and not replace him with another superstar. I mean, because I think the Padre fans, we just assume that, so what if they lose Trey Turner? They'll just get the next huge superstar, and they'll bring Carlos Correa in, or they'll ante up for Aaron Judge, or they'll do something like that. You're saying it's possible the Dodgers don't do something like that this offseason? Yeah, and personally, you know, and again, I'm, I might be in the minority here, but my opinion is that, again, they're, they're probably not going to do anything, right? Huge. Um, you know, maybe they make a trade, maybe – you know, again, if, if Trey Turner leaves, you know, and they non-tender Cody Bellinger on Friday, uh, you know, uh, uh, Tyler Anderson, right, to sign with the Angels, um, you know, so kind of if you kind of combine all that, I guess, you know, there's theoretically room, uh, you know, to go out and sign, you know, right, maybe not Aaron Judge, but, you know, as a relatively high caliber player, maybe trade for one. Uh, but, yeah, you know, I think right now, you know, the plan is going to be to just move Gavin Lux over from second base to shortstop. Um, you know, one thing I do wonder, again, it's just with all the, you know, some of the rule changes and the shift ban specifically, uh, you know, the one thing you do have to kind of give credit to the Dodgers and the front office is how they position their players, right? Um, you know, you look at all of their starting pitchers uh, really kind of outperform their, their FIP, right? The fielding independent pitching, you know, the stat, right? Which is kind of to project what the guy's ERA would be, you know, without kind of taking defense into account. Um, you know, and all their all their pitchers outperformed their FIP, and I think that's a reason for that is because of how effective they've been with the shift. You know, so you know now with the shift ban, you know, I think right they they took uh, you know Corey Seager, you know, who was probably a below average shortstop and made him a usable shortstop, and Trey Turner, uh, you know, was by no means uh, you know considered a Gold Glove type guy. Uh, you know, they made him a usable shortstop. Um, you know, I'm not so sure that that's going to necessarily work with Gavin Lux. Uh, without the shift, obviously, if they're going to go in that direction, my guess is that they do have some in-house analytics that point to them saying, okay, that you know they can make him usable or that he, you know, that he won't be that bad. But uh, I do that to me is going to be something really interesting, kind of going forward from here, is uh, you know just how much is they're going to be affected, be affected defensively by these rule changes. Uh, we're talking to Dylan Hernandez, Los Angeles Times, here on the Premier Chevrolet of Carlsbad Fan Hotline. Dave Roberts is up for Manager of the Year Award for the National League. They're going to announce that here uh, sometime in the on MLB Network. They usually like to take the full two hours and announce it in the last five minutes. But what I wanted to ask you, I asked the guys a couple weeks ago, is what when does a team, a successful team, who's on a run of successful years, part with a successful manager? And I'm talking about Dave Roberts. Is Is this in the cards in the next two three years for the Dodgers to try to seek some other voice or what what's going on with that yeah you know I, I one thing that I found uh, really interesting actually was you know how um, in Friedman's news conference uh, he really stepped up and really went to bat for Dave Roberts um, you know whereas in the past maybe it would have been a little bit more of a kind of passive yeah he's doing a fine job that type of Stuff, right. I mean, this time it felt like he really went to kind of bad for him. And that kind of tells you that they're they're pretty aligned there. You know, I don't think, um, you know, from my understanding, you know, Roberts is very much liked by the owners, um, you know. But again, like if it, if this continues, um, you know, where they can't get the job done in October, 
um, you know, I could, I guess, see them at that point, maybe kind of like, okay, well, this has kind of gone long, you know, I, I think, and I'm sorry, just kind of backtracking here, probably what's going to be, what, what would affect them if it's, it's the attendance, the annual attendance, right? Uh-huh. Right now they're drawing, you know, close to 4 million fans a year. They make the playoffs every year. I think they like kind of where this is. Obviously they would like to have another world series or two, but what's important is that they are kind of competitive every year and that they're this consistent organization. Right. And so, you know, so far they they've done that. I mean, they've made the playoffs every year. They've got not only just made the playoffs, but they've gone into the playoffs as a favorite every year. Now, you know, at some point, like kind of like you said, that becomes a negative, right? Because the the narrative has gone from now, like, hey, we have the best organization in base. We might not have a championship, but we're the best organization <laughs> in baseball. Too, we can't get the job done on October, right? And that, you know, right now they're they're kind of at this fork in the road, I think, where the narrative could kind of switch lanes here and and turn into something a little bit more negative. So yeah, for sure, I do think in the next year or two. Uh, you know, that if they don't win, you know, this this will be a conversation that we could be having again next October or the October after. Dylan Hernandez covers not only the Dodgers, but all sports in Los Angeles for the L.A. Times. And I do want to ask you about the Lake Show. Well, we don't have Tony Gwynn Jr. here today to moan and groan about how bad they're doing. <laughs> but 3-10, uh, and 10, I know they're coming off a win, Dylan, but... Uh, this team looks like it's uh, it's bad, and it doesn't look like there's really any sign that it's going to get a whole lot better. What is the thing about the Lakers at this point, 13 games into this season? Yeah, it's just dread. It's just it's just painful right now, you know. And I think, <laughs> right? I mean, you know, just a few games into the season, you saw Anthony Davis grabbing his back already. You know, I think it was like maybe six games in. Yeah, and you're saying like, man, you're six games in, and you know, because he's the one guy they really need, right? There's no way. They, you know, they might be able to win without Russell Westbrook. You know, obviously you need, you do need LeBron, but like, you know, if, if Davis isn't healthy, they have no chance. And the fact that he was grabbing his back six games into it kind of already was kind of the story of the season. Obviously LeBron's already down right now. Uh, you know, Westbrook, despite, you know, things having kind of, you know, the fans are actually kind of on his side at this point. Um, you know, and he's, he has provided a spark off the bench. Um, you know, the other day they're playing Sacramento, I believe it was on Friday. And, you know, he was just a hole on defense there in the last, like, two, three minutes. I mean, he cost him that game, you know. So kind of these good feelings, you know, whatever good feeling there was about that has kind of evaporated. <laughs> you know, you mentioned the win that they were coming off. I mean, that's against the other train wreck in the league, right? They play Brooklyn, you know. Yeah. So, um, you know, right now I think there was a feeling of, like, okay, it was just a matter of time, you know, of when they were going to pull off the trade, right, to add the reinforcements. Um, I think now it's looking so bad where you start thinking, okay, maybe, you know, because I think they didn't want to trade both first-round picks that they have, right? So maybe, you know, they were going to wait and hope that the price came down and maybe they could make a deal for only, you know, that would only cost them one draft pick. I think now things are bad enough to a point where, you know, if you're management, you have to seriously consider not making a move at all because, I mean, why we, why even bother, right? And so that's kind of where you're at with this team right now, I think. You know, the thing that, that gets me, Dylan, we had a couple minutes left, and uh, I love talking uh, L.A. stuff with you, but, you know, LeBron and Davis and Westbrook, that's one thing. I just can't believe the, the supporting cast they have. I mean, Troy Brown, a cast-off from Chicago, Kendrick Nunn, uh, Patrick Beverly's a you know, nice playoff defensive performer, but doesn't give you a whole lot during the season. How did it become, you know, Lonnie Walker the fourth? they're counting on this guy? I mean, how did they get so weak surrounding their superstars? 
Yeah, they well, they traded away all their draft picks, and then they tied up all their money in three guys, right? Yeah. And so they just can't. They there's not much maneuverability there, and you can't. You know, we're at a point now where they're celebrating. You know, having gotten a guy like Austin Reeves, right? Who again, who's a nice. Yeah. guy to have off the bench right there's nothing wrong with the guy i'm not trying to bash the guy here but you know if that's like something that you're looking you're pointing to like is a real positive uh it just kind of tells you where this team is right now you know and again it's just they just kind of they don't have the depth the nba right now you need depth you need shooters and they don't have either no they don't they're still shooting 30 percent from three point lebron is down to 24 percent Anthony Davis is 25% from the arc. Dylan, always a great pleasure talking to you. I hope you have a very happy holiday season. I hope your son uh, continues to behave himself in <laughs> yes. school and you get nothing but good reports on your uh, PTA conferences. Well, thank you so much. Yeah, somebody in the family's got to behave, so might as well be here. <laughs> He's not learning from you right now. That's good to know. Definitely not. No, take it after my wife for sure. All right, buddy. Thanks for the time. Enjoy the holidays. Same to you guys. Thank you. Yes, great having Dylan Hernandez on. It always is. He uh, works for the Los Angeles Times. Hear him on the Premier Chevrolet of Carlsbad fan hotline. Save money the right way with Premier Chevrolet of Carlsbad. Visit them today in the Carlsbad Auto Mall. Chevrolet, find new roads. You know, you look at the uh, NBA standings, Scraby, and you see that, uh, you know, a good number of the teams – are, you know, at 500, maybe a game below, two games below. There's actually only five teams in the entire league that are worse than two games below 500 right now. Hmm. And those teams are the despicably bad Orlando Magic, the Charlotte Hornets, the Detroit Pistons, the Houston Rockets, and, of course, the Lakers. I mean, the Lakers just don't sound like they belong in that group. No. But there's five teams that are really, really bad to kick off this NBA season, and the Lakers are clearly one of them. I mean, it's not, as Dylan said, it's not like it's going to get better here anytime soon. I mean, LeBron James is not going to find the fountain of youth. He's doing everything he can do up to this point. Anthony Davis, to me, isn't going to all of a sudden care about anything other than putting up good numbers. 24 points, 11 rebounds. I'm sure Anthony Davis says, hey, I'm doing my thing. Well, no, you're not. You're not winning. your thing is to win. Yeah, you're the guy that has to make this team win games. 24 points and 11 rebounds sounds really nice, but when you're not winning any games, what difference does it make? It doesn't make any difference except for your, as Tony says, the back of your baseball card. Or basketball card. Or in his case, his basketball card. Yeah. All right. Great having Dylan Hernandez there. Interesting comment, too, on the Dodgers. That maybe the Dodgers don't go big name free agent this offseason. Oh, he he disarmed me. I was going to ask about when they were going to sign Aaron Judge. Yeah, that would be a really nice breath of fresh air if the Dodgers decided to take a offseason off and not bring in a superstar. We'll see how it all turns out. Top of the hour. Take a quick timeout when we come back. Daily Gambit, some other NFL talk kicks off hour number two on Gwen and Chris. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. 
Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay. Plus taxes and fees. Phone fees 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge apply. See T-Mobile.com. 